Welcome to Kohler Mania. Thank you for joining us today. We are glad that you are here. I am Tanya. And I'm Michael. And today we're going to jump into some controversial topics and we're going to discuss uh, the topic of the day, which is abortion and our perspective on um, what abortion means to us. So, Michael, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, you know, this is a tough issue and there's probably no way to sugarcoat it and maybe nor should we. You know, as probably everyone knows by now, there was a court leak of a draft opinion that the justices are still finalizing where it looks like the court is going to rule that there is no right in the Constitution for an abortion. The Supreme Court decides what's in the Constitution and they can give and they can take away It was a stretch anyways to find reproductive rights in the Constitution. If you wanted reproductive rights in the Constitution, then you need to amend the Constitution through the amendment process instead of bypassing the amendment process and just declaring this right is in there somehow through some kind of creative reasoning. Mm -hmm. So there's no right in the Constitution to have an abortion and we're giving it back to the people to decide in the state legislatures, says the court. You know, we have given a lot of power to nine justices to say what rights people have. And this particular court has ruled we're going to let the democratic process decide by majority vote. So some states are going to allow abortion and others will outlaw it. Looks like the Bible Belt won't have it and it will be outlawed down the middle of the United States. A lot of states already have trigger laws in place to make it illegal as soon as the Supreme Court allows it. I wish the Supreme Court would have gone a step further and declared a baby in the womb a life worthy of protection. Mm -hmm. It is a separate life from the mother with its own heart, brain. It feels its own pain. We are an evil, barbaric society that says it's okay to end the life of our most vulnerable. It makes me feel guilty. It makes me feel sick to live in a society that says it's okay. Yeah. I mean, this is barbaric, exactly the right words. We live in Babylonia. We could do whatever we want. It's Sodom and Gomorrah playing out and it just doesn't matter. You do whatever it is that you want to do because you want your own pleasures. You want sexual pleasure that is outside of marriage, number one. And two, you don't want to have the consequences of a child. So it's easy to go ahead and go through this process to murder a human being. And I also want to say that, you know, God says in his word in Genesis chapter nine, verse six, whoever sheds the blood of man by man shall his blood be shed for God made man in his own image. And here is what we're doing is we're destroying the image of God in the womb. Yeah, this is a life that is that God is forming in the womb. Psalm 139, 13 through 17 talks very specifically about God forming us in the mother's womb and that we are fearfully and wonderfully made when my frame was not hidden from you, Lord, when you made me in secret in the womb with my life already planned out. We were made in God's image, like you said, Tanya. This this baby in the womb is an image. So to God, there is no difference between a baby in the womb and a baby outside of the womb. They're both image bearers. It's just with us that we see a difference. It's just so easy to dispose of something you can't see. For example, it's much easier to drop a bomb psychologically on a city and kill millions of people than it is to shoot one person in the head. You know, that's why you get a push to let the mother see a sonogram of her baby before she has an abortion and she's likely to change her mind when she sees her baby. 
And, you know, it makes me think of Exodus with the midwives. You remember that story where Pharaoh's like, let's kill all males, kill them all. It's just like the midwives stood up against the Pharaoh and did not kill the children who were males. They stood up and that's found in Exodus chapter one, verse 15 and down and it's such a courageous thing. And that's what we're doing today as believers of Jesus Christ is standing up against the murdering of children, the murdering of an innocent baby that needs its mother. The womb is a place of protection for the child to actually be born, to be knitted all together. As we know that you just read Psalm 139, where God knits us in our womb, that is a safe place. And we're not even doing that because we as people, society are burning in our hearts to kill, burning in our hearts to be in control and burning in our hearts to be a God. Yes. It's time for Christians to stand up. It just reminds me a lot about Germany, Nazi Germany, who there's a lot of Germans at the time who knew what Hitler was doing with mass genocide of the Jewish people, the lame, those with mental deficits. And these German people did nothing. We can't do nothing. We must do something, even if it's just speaking up. I know for me, you know, a lot of times I don't like to to debate this issue because it seems like we've debated this to death. But I know when I've gotten into some discussions with others about abortion, uh, the way that I like to bring clarity in my mind and to my position when debating with someone about abortion is I always change the discussion to a two-year-old. You know, God sees no difference between the baby in the womb and a two-year-old. So whatever argument you give, I always replace it with the two-year-old. How does your argument sound when you say this two-year-old is too much of a burden and depends entirely on me and can't exist without my care, so I should have the right to end its life? Or I think it's wrong to kill two-year-olds. But others don't, so we'll just let the person decide. No one would be having these discussions with a two-year-old, and this shows where people are coming from. This may be a life, but it's not a human yet. It's lesser on the evolutionary scale. It's like killing an ant or a spider or a roach that is a pest and interfering with my life. This is not biblical thinking. This is evolutionary thinking. You can't deny this is a life with a heartbeat brain and it feels pain. This is a life being formed personally by God in the womb. This is an image bear. They are saying this is not a life that is worthy of protecting. How have we gotten here to where it is not only okay to murder babies in the womb, it's even a right. You know, it sickens me to see people fight for the right to kill a baby. At least the Supreme Court has now said it's not a right, but they still let the democratic process to decide if it's a life worthy of protection. Let's duke it out in the democratic process, majority rules, so some states will outlaw abortion as genocide and others will protect it as a right. What a mess. Even if you were to leave the Bible out of it from a biblical standpoint, shouldn't we err on the side that this is a life You should have the burden of proof of proving this is not a life worthy of protecting. Yeah. And Michael, you know, we've been talking about this. Who is the lawgiver? Who is it that we abide in? We as followers of Jesus Christ abide in the word of God and the word of God is always under attack. And so who is the lawgiver to these individuals who are barbaric in mind with hearts of stone. Who are these lawgivers? 
Well, that is a that is a great point. I mean, certainly when you take the Bible out of things, then man's decision can go just about anywhere. We see that in the book of Judges where there was no yeah. law and everybody just did what was right in their own eyes. And that's what we're doing. This just mm-hmm. seems right in my eyes. So I, if this is right to me. I should be have the right to do whatever I think is is right for me. That might not be right for you, but then you don't do it, you know, but who's standing up for the person in the womb who can't speak for themselves? They have a right to survive. It's time to stop the genocide. According to the World Health Organization, there are an estimated 40 to 50 million abortions every year. It's terrible. 125,000 a day, just mm. about all of which is after the fact birth control, ex post facto birth control after the fact. We need to emphasize before the fact birth control. Emphasis on control. God gave sex as a gift for marriage where two become one and happily produce another life. That is God's design. God did not give sex to be shared with just anyone with the horrible side effect of becoming pregnant. That is not God's design. And ending this life is just flat out murder. Let's call it what it is genocide, infanticide on a massive scale. We are a barbaric society and this must end. I am just 100%, you know, on board. It makes me worked up. I guess you can hear my voice. I am worked up because, you know, I think about this King Menahem and second Kings 15. He was so upset that he basically ripped open all the women who were pregnant to rid of the next generation. And that's exactly what we're doing. We are ripping the wombs of women by killing innocent children who we have no idea what God's plan is for them. It's been snubbed because now they have no life. They are now considered trash. And especially in the news, when you hear the liberals laughing and gesturing over the fact that they would gladly abort a fetus, that is just wicked, demonic, and they are serving the devil. And let's call it as it is. This is a spiritual warfare at this very moment. There's a lot going on in this world. There's a lot of things that are so against the word of God. We know that. But to laugh, to become bold in your evilness and your wickedness, we have come to a different level here. And as believers, yes, we need to stand up. We need to stand on the word of God. We need to not fear. God says, do not fear. Be strong and courageous. Why? Because he's with us. He's guiding us. And if we stand on the word of God, then how can man do anything to us? Yes, they can kill the body, but they cannot kill my soul. And so the more that we stand as followers of Jesus Christ, the more we stand against this, the more courage we have to go up against this demonic world, because it is the devil that's running on earth right now, laughing. America is really under attack. America is just falling away into this uh, terrible mentality of being their own gods and God's judgment. We know that in Revelation, we see that from the prophets. We see that all through the Bible, that God's judgment is severe It's severe and it will happen whether we see it with our own eyes 
or when we see it, when Jesus comes from the clouds and he's ready to come get us. So we need to make sure that one, we are standing on the word of God Two, We stand up for the rights of those who cannot speak the babies in the womb. We have to do that. And three, we cannot fear. I know that even speaking about this, there could be some kind of spiritual attack to us, but we can't be silent. We cannot be silent. Will we stand for life? And yes, because who is the ultimate lawgiver? Jesus Christ. He's the one who sets everything in place. He has the manual, the book that we can follow. And it's just so critical. This this time is so critical. I love what Isaiah has to say. Um, there's two passages that Isaiah says uh, in verse in chapter Isaiah 33, 22, for the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king and he will save us. Even though people fear and people are not afraid and Christians are so quiet. And if you're a Christian and you uh, believe in abortion, please check your heart, check the word of God, because it, it just upsets me that a Christian would even say such a thing. It is, um, vulgar and against God's word. So it's really something that you need to really evaluate your heart, ask for repentance, because this is not what believers believe. Christians do not believe in abortion. The word of God says, do not murder. And that's where we stand. And that is murdering an innocent child. And then the last verse I want to talk about is Isaiah 35 Verse eight, and a highway shall be there and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk in the way. And that's exactly what is going to happen. God's judgment is going to be severe because of this. We are murdering children whose blood cries out from the ground and the Lord hears it. And so what are we going to do about it? Believer what are we going to do? Are we going to stand? Are we going to be afraid? Are we not going to speak up? We must stand on the word of God, nothing else. The culture cannot continue to make this situation be something that is just common. And that if you're in trouble, you just abort a child. No, it's terrible. And so we need to stand and walk forward with strength in the Lord with the word of God, with wisdom and discernment and stand together. Amen. I mean, I would echo that. Where, <laughs> where are, where are the Christians? Where are the believers that will stand up for what is wrong? The most heinous wrong out there. Where's the discipleship? Where are we, what are we teaching our children? Are we teaching our children that every life is precious? I know with the discipleship of, of our child, um, it's, it's a common instinct in all of us. And I, I saw the, the instinct coming up in, in my young daughter where she would see a bug and just want to squish it. And the first reaction that I wanted to teach her is like, no, why would you want to kill a life? This is a creation of God, you know, and it's one thing to, to kill things because you got to eat something or kill roaches and mosquitoes because they're harmful pests, but you're just going to kill something to be killing something for, for what? 
reason. It's every life is precious, even a spider and even a bug. And I'm constantly repeating that with my daughters. We find a spider in the house and we'll safely gather up that spider in, in a napkin or a cup and let it loose outside because there's absolutely no reason to kill it. And I emphasize with her, this is a creation of God. This is God's creation and every life is precious to God. God tells us that even the sparrows that fly in the air, God knows and not one of them falls out of the air yeah. without him knowing. And mm-hmm. he cares for all of his creation. And we have been given dominion over his creation to care for it. And even the most vulnerable, even the animals out there, even the spiders and the ants that we can simply let loose outside without any harm. And we need to teach the preciousness of all life to our children in our discipleship process. Yeah. And you bring a good point up because our daughter has just asked us about abortion and what does that mean? And, you know, her innocent heart was like, does that mean that a baby's playing around? And, you know, I I took it and broke it down. And I think it's really important, um, you know, age appropriate, of course, but our child is almost six years old. So we talked about it. We first went immediately to the heart. The heart of man is wicked. And because the man of heart is a heart of stone, then we need to talk about that first, meaning the people who are against God's will, God's word, and God's way are the wicked. They're the wicked. And so when we talk about abortion, we talk about that first. It starts from the heart. And then from there, we talked about what abortion is and where a baby starts. A baby could be as small as a pin drop and it's still a child. And so I loved the innocence of our daughter and how she wanted to know why um, we were talking about it so much and what it meant and didn't understand why people would hurt a child and, and take away the child from the mother's safe womb. And we talked about that in an age appropriate way, but we start with the heart of man. It all goes back to sin. And so if we can teach our children first regarding the sin, then we can talk about the issue with age appropriate words. So I just have so much to say about this topic, but we could be talking all day about it. We can get very passionate about this and we should, we need to wake up church. This is a topic that we should be passionate about. We've been complacent too long. And now the issue has become wide open to bring it to the forefront in everybody's mind. And we need to reexamine what our position is on this. And if we know that this is a life, it is in the word of God, that this is a life that God is forming this life in the womb with a special plan for this life outside of the womb, then if we believe that, then we need to stand up. We need to fight for this life, this life that can't speak for itself while it's in the womb. And even while it's young outside of the womb, we must stand up for the preciousness of this life that was designed by God as an image bearer. And we need to wake up church and do something about it. Now is the time. Because we were created for such a time as this. And so it's really important for us to stand. And like I said, I'm really passionate about this. There's a lot of cultural topics that I'm really passionate about. Um, And we could talk about this all day long, like I mentioned. But we wanted to give you our stance and 
what we believe and we stand on the word of God and the Lord will protect us. The Lord will protect all believers who stand on the word of God. And so we must continue clinging arms side by side, just walking together on this journey and standing up for the rights of the unborn. So we will end this podcast and continue to check out our podcast as we talk about different topics and we want to always center on the word of God. Until next time. God bless. God bless.